It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The grind season. This is Anthony Sane alongside Jason Smith of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear every Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m. on 92.9 ESPN, which, of course, is an Odyssey station. You guys are either watching us or listening to us uh, via several methods. We applaud you for however you're doing it. It might be you might be watching our handsome faces on the YouTube page, Odyssey Sports. You may be listening to us on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we thank you guys for doing that. This is our first uh, season doing this podcast, which covers the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, it's playoff season here in Memphis. Uh, the excitement is in the air. The excitement is buzzing. We just watched the most horrible game of basketball, probably in the history of the NBA, uh, <laughs> uh, in the NBA play-in game between the Lakers and Minnesota Timberwolves that decided who would be coming to Memphis, who would be coming to FedEx Forum for game one on Saturday at 2 p.m., and that team, Jason Smith, will be the Los Angeles Lakers. I felt it in my in my spirit. I felt it in my guts. I felt that it was going to be the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's who we got. Um, I watched the play-in game, watching the Minnesota Timberwolves beat them for pretty much their entire game. Uh, saw Minnesota pretty much crumble. Not to anything special the Lakers were doing. Minnesota just played completely horrible. Didn't make, didn't score a point at all for the last six minutes of the game. I think until those three free throws by Mike Conley. Uh, at the end, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was the only points they scored. Didn't score a field goal at all for the final six minutes of the game. Um, that Minnesota, I was really hoping to get the Minnesota team because Anthony Edwards had an injury. They're just dismantled. I was like, yeah, we, we would smack those dudes, but we're going to get the Lakers. I have so many opinions, so many thoughts, Jason Smith. I'm going to hand the ball over to you. Tell me your early thoughts about this, uh, this series between the King – uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis coming to town against our Memphis Grizzlies starting this Sunday at 2 p.m. at FedEx Forum. I mean, it's exciting. Nobody's ever put LeBron James out in the first round, and you got an opportunity to be part of that history. Uh, you got the Lake Show coming in here. So in terms of the NBA eyes, really, in terms of the first round, all of them are going to be on you. And you got you got a team uh, led by John Morant, a guy who I believe saying is going to be on a mission this month to, you know, not just – we talk about redemption because that was the word that you, the family had on the hoodie I mean, and trying to rebuild Jai's image. But, uh, you know, redemption, you know, a great series against the Lakers, a potential series next against Golden State. Uh, if they do what we think they're going to do and knock off Sacramento, can go a long way in rebuilding that image and getting people to forget about the stuff that's happened off the court with you and to get it back on. And you think about it, with the way this all-NBA voting has gone, we've seen the counter lawsuit where he's – He's blaming some of the stuff with the with the kid on 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 possibly making all NBA. What I know is is you're going to have a motivated John Morant with a chance to make a real statement. So uh, maybe yeah. saying 
you know, we could talk, we, we might be talking about biggest buzz around here, maybe even bigger than 2013 when they went to the Western Conference Finals, because this would be a different kind of run to the finals if you're dispatching LeBron and knocking off a Golden State team that was defending, that is the defending champs. So big, yeah, you big opportunity. And it feels like the Grizzlies are, are rightly poised, uh, rightly poised to, to make some history. Yeah. Uh, the kids these days, Jason Smith, talk about making a movie. And if, if the Grizzlies run to whatever far they go in the playoffs, includes beating LeBron James and eliminating the Golden State Warriors, that would just be truly a, a movie, you know, type story or whatever. Uh, a lot of national predictions are out. A lot of people are just kind of playing this like almost almost like the Lakers are the favorites, almost like the Lakers are the second seed, almost like the Lakers won 51 games and really went through a lot of turmoil and still stayed at the top of the league. Uh, it's kind of hilarious when you really think about it. I was listening to uh, Max Kellerman. He was kind of sharing his thoughts on it. Um, of course, Skip Bayless said what he had to say. Draymond Green chimed in, <laughs> uh, gave his own uh, analysis of it. It's uh, all funny stuff, man. And it's just it, – you like you would think that the Grizzlies didn't play 82 games and were literally at the top of the West, you know, the entire season. You would think that they haven't shown you they're a good team. You would think that they don't have two NBA All-Stars with a guy in Desmond Bain who's clearly a star-level player playing, you know, out of his mind. Um, it's wild. It's wild stuff. Uh, I haven't really paid much attention to it. I don't want to get too fired up about it. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to go on a rant before this before this show is over with, uh, thinking about the Lakers and how much I really want to beat those dudes. But I'm trying to I'm trying to contain myself now. My energy level isn't quite there yet. But uh, I am amped about this series, man. I don't think you understand how bad I want the Grizzlies to beat this team for so many reasons. It's the LeBron James factor. We know the – here's my thing, man. I, I, I will admit that Memphis has a um, – what's the? I don't know what the word I'm trying to say. It's not an inferiority complex. But, like, we always think somebody's against us. We always think – you know, I mean, that, that somebody's out to get us, or you know, that they're trying to little man us or little boy us. And I deal with it. You know what I mean? When the, when the Grizzlies first got here, and twenty one year old Anthony Sane was taking his money, his checks from Foot Locker, and buying a power pack for however much they cost back then. They came with five, six, or many tickets. It would bother me to see our game, our games returning to road games against the Los Angeles Lakers when they had Shaq, Kobe, Carl Malone. That, it was around that time, that team, just over the years to see that. And then when LeBron came to town, it would be the same thing. And it just to get both of those in one package, an opportunity to slay that demon. Me personally, this could be my this could be my vindication, Jasonville. And I don't think I'm the only person that feels this way about this whole take. I really want to beat this team. I really want to make short work of them. I really want to, like, just go find random Laker fans and just tag them on Twitter every time we win a game. And I'm, I'm confident that the Grizzlies are going to win this series. When I say Grizzlies in five, I mean it. In my heart of hearts, I feel the sweep coming. But I'm saying Grizzlies in five, but I could very well see the Grizzlies sweeping this team. Because quite frankly, Jason Smith, I'm going to stand on this. The Grizzlies have had one of the best home records in the NBA. The best, that, no, that's one of the best, the best home record in the NBA. I think they lost, what, six games. And some of those games were throwaways at the end of the season, just being honest with you. Let's be for real. If the Grizzlies get up 2-0 on the Lakers, which I think is going to happen, this series is over. And all the narratives are going to be, well, you know, uh, the Lakers haven't lost at home yet. I, if, if the Lakers get down 2-0, they're going to fold when this series is going to be over. And I'm amazed that people are 
are just kind of ignoring that whole fact that the Grizzlies don't lose at home. And it's like, I, I feel like if the Grizzlies get up 2 nothing, this thing's a wrap. Uh, I'm trying to – I really want to act a fool when I come on you guys' show tomorrow and really talk about the Lakers. But uh, right now I'm going to be a little bit more reserved. I don't know why. It's, it might come out as the show goes on, though. But I, I hand it over to you, Jason Smith. What are your thoughts on the series? Um, do you do you feel as vindictive as I feel? Uh, is 21-year-old Anthony saying is, is inside of me still feeling the way towards the Lakers and feeling the way towards LeBron James? Oh, I want to beat him as bad as you do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would say this, though. As much as you can point to, and I would, the home court advantage, and as good as I feel about the Grizzlies, unlike last year uh, when it was an issue, I feel good about them going up 2-0, saying then you got to go out there. And you're talking about they're going to fold up the, the you know the Lakers at that point if you get them down 2-0, winning like you're technically supposed to at home. But um, Memphis was 16-25, and 16-25 and 25 mm-hmm. on the road this year. It, it done, it, to a point that I don't even think it's the same team when it's going on the road. And sure, maybe it's different in these playoffs and they flip a switch, but I haven't. I haven't gotten to a point where I trust the Grizzlies on the road like I do at home. So, so mm-hmm. listen, I'll be honest with you. You're the first person I've heard even mention the possibility of a sweep. Like you pick five games, but you said you wouldn't be surprised if it's a sweep. I'd be shocked. Yeah, if it was a, you know, I'd be shocked if it was a sweep because you still got to go out there to crypto and win those two out there. I, I'm I'm more hoping saying I just kind of go play off off your scenario there. I'm I'm just I'm hopeful that they can get one of those two and that you come back. Uh, 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 game your, five. yeah, come back in game five. I mean, it, it, that, to me, like that seems like best case scenario. Yeah. Your, your, your game five, that's the most realistic scenario, yeah, because I just don't see the Grizzlies going out to LA and winning both. I hope I'm wrong. I hope all of a sudden, you know, this team now is, is ready to win on the road. They can just flip a switch, but the road issues, for whatever reason, what role players not the same, everything mm-hmm. else, they've just had the issues all year long. So, I'm uh. I'm with you on my confidence level in terms of Grizzlies being able to advance, but I, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher series than maybe you do. Bro, um, here's the thing, too. I watched the Lakers go to Strong. overtime yeah. with the Utah Jazz. We all saw it. I saw them lose to the Clippers with LeBron James and Andrew Davis coming back because they wanted to win their game. They did not want to be in the play-in. The Lakers were not okay with playing the, the Grizzlies at two. At the two seeds, they wanted to get out of the play in. I saw them play against the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. And the Clippers team, I don't know if they want to win that game or not. And the Clippers yeah. beat their ass. I yeah. saw this team battle with the Minnesota Timberwolves without Rudy Gobert, without uh, 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 Jay McDaniels, who's been good. Anthony Edwards was trash. Carl Anthony Towns was huge in the first half, got in foul trouble, and just really disappeared towards the end of the game. I saw Mike Conley and uh, uh, <laughs> I saw Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson, and the dude that looks like a fake uh, – what's the kid's name who used to play for the Grizzlies? Uh, DeMar Carroll, the new version. Tarion uh, Prince. Right. <laughs> I saw those three dudes battle against LeBron and them. It almost beat their ass, bro. Like, I'm not taking that Lakers to you serious. I, if I'm wrong, hell, I'm wrong. You lost to one of the greatest players of all time and uh, and one of the greatest big men of all time, Anthony Davis. Regardless of his reputation with injuries, Anthony Davis is one of the most ridiculous – a big man in the history of the game. If you lose to that team, you lose to them. I don't see it. I think we're going to beat the hell out of this team, and, and I'm fine with it. I've I've seen the Grizzlies be in coast mode for about the past month, like experimenting with this. Jaws back. Oh, okay, let's rest these guys. We've been resting guys. We've been taking guys in and out of the lineup. We've been trying to get Roddy going. 
you know, we we're going to kill this team, bro. Like they're not, they're not as good as us. And I know they're going to try to put Jerry Vanderbilt on John Morant. Good luck with it, bro. I mean, I know he's, I know he's kind of versatile. He's a big that can guard smaller players. Nah. Cause somebody got to guard Desmond Bain. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to make Anthony Davis get out from under the paint. Nah, man. I don't, I think, I think we're going to know how this series is going to go after game one. And what by saying, I think the Grizzlies are going to jump out big on the Lakers and really look, make them look extremely outmatched. And I think you're going to see that in game one. The, the only way that it happens, the way you're going, and I hope, I hope, I, believe me, I'm not hating on what you said. I'm hoping what mm-hmm. you said is true. But the only way they dominate the way you're talking about is if Jaron Jackson Jr. is not in foul trouble. You yep. saying you, yep. you, you said oh, everything. Yeah, that's a big asterisk, yeah. Everything you just saw about the Lakers and how bad they looked in situations where they should have looked better. But what you've also seen is the Grizzlies on the floor without Jaron Jackson Jr. and how they can't stop a nosebleed without him. So if, if any kind of way he's in – so, so your, your scenario, you know, it has to go against what happened in the regular season where he had five fouls in each game and as a result wasn't as nearly as impactful as he could have been in those games. It has to go completely mm-hmm. opposite. He has to stay out of foul trouble if they're going to be able to dominate this series. And, and that, that's where I think I'm with you. The confidence, everything else – there's a chance Grizzlies dominate, but they're not doing that if Jaron Jackson Jr. is in foul trouble. So back to your point, how he's officiated, you know, these referees. Man, it's so funny. As much as we hate on Draymond Green, as much a clown as he is, forget the podcast he just put out where he picked. Right. Forget the podcast he just put out where he picked the Lakers. And he actually says some real stuff. Remember the one a couple of months ago when he said the key to the Grizzlies playoff hopes is Jaron Jackson Jr. and foul trouble. And I'll be dead. Mm-hmm. He he is dead on when it comes to that. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm with you. All those things that you said can happen. They can dominate this series if Jaron Jackson Jr. is can stay on the floor and is allowed to stay on the floor and can control which, his which own. Which is also yeah. why, right? Exactly. Which is also why a guy like Xavier Tillman is such a big deal. He he's I, I got a feeling he's really going to show up. I got a feeling he's going to be big in this series. If he can just play big, get rebounds, defend. He's a very yeah. underrated defender. He's played very well against Anthony Davis. I think he's going to get the defensive assignment on Anthony Davis instead of Jaron yeah. um, to kind of let Jaron kind of roam a little bit defensively. You got Jaron Vanderbilt, who's the other big. Jaron can cheat off of him. He can rim protect. I think that's a key. I think if Xavier Tillman can can play well in this series, that's a big deal. Yeah. There are a lot of I'm people talking about X factors. I think the big one of the bigger X factors is X himself. Xavier Tillman, I think if he, he could play well against uh, Anthony Davis and allow Jaron to roam, Jerry Vanderbilt could very well be a liability. If the Lakers have a guy on there that's, that's not a, an offensive threat like Vanderbilt won't be, especially yep. not from distance, and Jaron can cheat off of him and just roam around the basket and defend, it can get nasty quickly. It can get nasty quickly, bro. You know what I mean? And I think yes. it's one of those situations where if you're saying Vanderbilt's your best defender, if you, if he's almost unplayable, if he's making where Jaron can't cheat and Tillman is able to play Davis honestly, that could be a real problem. That's how they dominate. The there you go. If they can keep that lineup, keep Tillman out there, and yeah. aren't forced to go to a lineup where it's you know Jaron at the five and he's the only yeah. answer for AD. I'm with you. That that's the yeah, scenario. That's going to be crucial. I think that's uh, crucial. Tillman, sure. Tillman will not be intimidated. Six playoff starts last year. Played uh, yep. Jokic, Embiid, Anthony Davis in a row this year in a regular season. Right. So he's already been asked to sort of do this. Just hold mm-hmm. your own and help keep Jaron out of foul trouble. Right. Doing so. And if you could and if you can get anything out of Santi, if Santi can be any kind of presence when he comes in in his minutes, you're talking about you know real real matchup problems for sure. Yes. Um, the other thing, let's talk about it. the boogeyman. The uh, 
the uh the uh is it pink elephant? Yeah, the pink elephant in the room. Um I think it's a much bigger deal. I'm worried about it. I'm not gonna tell you I'm not losing sleep thinking about it. The player that I think we talk about him all so often that I really think could swing this series either one way or another, being honest, regardless of what Jaren's doing, whatever John's doing. I think if this person either plays far left or he plays far right, and I'm talking about Dylan Brooks. Yeah. If Dylan Brooks has a series where he contains LeBron James, I'm, I know he's going to try to intimidate LeBron, which I think is suicide. <laughs> but I, I know he's going to try it. I'm hoping he doesn't put a battery in LeBron's back. But I Better think if he can just contain LeBron. And I think if he can just make LeBron work on both ends, not taking crazy shots, not trying to be a hero, just being an agitator, making LeBron work, I think that you will see – I think that you'll that can really swing this series if Dylan can be big. In the same way, if he gets out there and he agitates LeBron or he says something to get LeBron going, it can get nasty fast if LeBron, if LeBron, if LeBron gets going. But here, here's the thing I'll say too. I'm not really super worried about Dylan. I'm not super worried about LeBron. LeBron is still that dude. I just, we saw him score 30 points the other night. LeBron is 38 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's a Superman out there for sure. I'm not going to say I – I'm not, but I, that's not the LeBron that t- me in my 20s grew up on that I've been seeing here lately. Right. It's a totally different game for him. You know what I mean? So – it's not the one I grew up in my 30s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, um, and he's had to, to your point saying he's had to grind to get here at 40 something minutes the other night against Minnesota, you know, yeah. to get back to yeah. this spot and come off the injury. Like he's had to go yeah. hard, but a little bit more worn down LeBron than previous years. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that um I'm just not worried about these dudes, bro. Like I'm 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 confident the Grizzlies have the pieces yeah. to we haven't really talked about Desmond Bain a lot, who we know is gonna show up. We haven't talked about uh, Luke Kennard coming off the bench who can just light you up in bunches. Tyus Jones is going to be rock solid off the bench. Um, you, you expect all those things to happen. A guy like David Ryder, just come in, keep the ball moving, play defense, hustle, you know, get to the basket, get some fouls. That type of stuff is all we really need from him. Um, I'm excited, man, and I really think the Grizzlies are going to play well. I think they're going to show up on this huge stage. Uh, I'm looking forward to Sunday for sure. Make sure you guys come check out my own my uh, watch party I'm having. With my good friends at Hooters downtown. Woo! Too broke for tickets. The watch party. Make sure y'all come check that out. Uh, game starts at two. Typically, when somebody has a watch party, they have all kind of giveaways for you and all type of promotions. I ain't got that for you. We got building. nothing to give you. You build. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing to give you, man. Oh, just show oh, up. You at, you at Hooters? That's as official. You at Hooters, man. What, what else you want, man? You got beautiful women around you. Hooters. Yeah. Yeah, you got Congrats. you got beautiful women around. I guess all I got for you, man. That's all I got for you. It's beer and, and women. I ain't buying you a beer. Matter of fact, I would love for you to buy me one. But uh, <laughs> typically, oh, if you really? go to like you know, uh, if you go to like an official Grizzlies joint or a Grizzly Bear Blues, every time out, you know, you got cheerleaders and they got a giveaway for you, t-shirts and koozies and all. They ain't got nothing for you. That's on Sunday for the game, right? Same for our listeners. We know, we know, you know, your broke ass couldn't afford no tickets to the game. So it's gonna, be, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fans there. And you can this is what you could do. You could come down to the to the to the plaza, which is like right there at the FedEx Forum outside. Yeah. You can pregame and parlay and flaws like you really got tickets, do you? And just slide over to Hooters, kick Ooh, it with the boy, man. We're gonna have a good time. Have Sounds a good, time. good I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. Gabe might be there. Gabe is a Hooters guy. He, li- he likes to- 
I bet. You let CJ go to Hooters, bro. <laughs> uh, Chris has. I'm trying. Uh, he. I, I'm no. My stepson. I took repeatedly. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't think Chris has made his first trip to Hooters yet. For real. Oh, oh man. Yeah. The girls in there love Gabe, and he loves them. Gabe loves to be told that he's a handsome little dude. Like he loves that, bro. Especially oh yeah. Right. Girls yeah, big Gabe blushing at them ladies. Yeah, he like to take pictures with them. Yeah, Gabe think he that dude. Little Hugh helping in that job, bro. For real. You might you probably got oh, the spot. <laughs> became the Lakers, those exp- those tickets really got too expensive. So you're gonna yeah, have man. a hot Yeah, two frozen tickets, man. Y'all come, come check it out. Come check it out. My good people at uh at uh, Hooters, man. 2 p.m. is game start. Come check. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Check it out. You guys are listening to the grind season here on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts, or you're probably watching us on uh, the Odyssey Sports page on YouTube. We uh, just wrapped up the first section talking about the initial matchup, Grizz versus Lakers. I think it's going to be a wash. Jason Smith feels like it's going to be close, but I still think both of us believe the series is over in five. I think I think the Grizzlies win the two at home. They're going to get one in L.A., and they're going to get their ass up out of there in Memphis, and it's going to be a party in game five. Because we're gonna watch them the hell about it. Um, we both agree with that. I think these uh, officially I got, their mind. Officially saying I got six games that they end up you winning games. Six. My official prediction is Grizz in six. They went out there in uh in LA the sixth that, that it's gonna end up two. Oh, you two. Think, yeah, you two, think they two. win the two in LA? They 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 that LA wins both out there. That's my official okay. Grizzlies come back, get the third win home, and then finally. Memphis is able to close out in LA in game six. So that's my that's my I see that too. Yeah. I think we getting one out of the ass in LA. Bro, I hope so. I hope so. That first game was trash. The second game, I mean Desmond Bain was still hurt back then. I think if I'm not mistaken. The second game, we beat him. Third game, Ja didn't play. Something happened in the third game. Well, we were shorthanded you, something like that. What about you the, hit the beat nail them? on the head. Is that Desmond Bain was not right in all three? No, all no. three. If you add up the three Laker games, he only hit two threes. Now you're talking about a guy that averaged 22 points in the month of March on 50% shooting and 40 from three. Like he's a different Desmond Bain right now than he was in those three Lakers games. So what you said that I I don't worry about Desmond Bain at all in these games. He is not going to be as ineffective as he was in the regular yeah, season games, especially if they and bring in Laker fans. Go ahead. If so, I was just gonna say, especially if guys like Vanderbilt are on Ja, who, who who's on Des, who's on Desmond Bain? What are we talking about? Reeves is one of them dudes. D'Lo or Reeves? I mean, he's gonna eat them up. So yeah, um, I, I I have no concerns about Desmond Bain because we've seen it over the past month and now what 10, 11 days in April, whatever it is, yeah. uh, he's he's back close to what he was those first couple of months of the season. Yeah, yeah, man, it's going down for sure. Um, 
and other information we want to talk about today. Uh, there's going to be a lot of first-timers out there, Jason Smith, for the Grizzlies. That is one of my definite, definite concerns. There are three guys on your active roster who have – well, I'm not counting guys who definitely aren't going to play, but there are three guys who could possibly make their playoff debut, debut for the Grizzlies. That's not particularly a good thing. I'm not ex- extremely worried about it, especially not in this series, because there's a lot of guys on that Lakers side who this is their first time you know, getting any real time in the playoffs yeah. as well. So I'm not really worried about it. Those three guys – are uh, Santi Aldama, who's played a lot of minutes. He's been your backup four, your backup five uh, throughout the entire season. I've uh, seen a lot of him. David Wrighty, who's gotten more minutes in the second half of the season as opposed to the first, uh, playing that small forward uh, and also some small small ball four uh, lineups for the team. And also Kenneth Lofton Jr., who just signed a uh, four-year, $7 million contract. I'm still amazed at how, how good of a deal that could possibly turn out because if he's any type of rotation player over the next three to four years, which I think he's going to be, he's going to have one of the most value contracts in the league, man. Like, that's not even $2 million a year for, for Kenneth Lawson for the next four years. So, uh, But, yeah, those three guys. Of those three guys, I'll just put this out. Um, I would love for this not to be the case because I think Kenneth Lawson can have some – could have at least one crazy – Playoff game where he's really an issue for these guys, a real problem. But I think in the in a real world scenario, I think he probably plays less minutes than anybody. I think the minutes as far as those three guys will be Santi, Roddy, and Kenneth Lawton will be far behind everyone else. Yeah. I hate that. No, I'm, I think you're right. Why I hate that hate, because why, why do you hate it? I think that why if Kenneth Lawton like had to play, I could see him having a, one of those playoff games, bro, those playoff moments where it's just like some random dude. Just like it was, um, I can't remember who it was for uh, Golden State last year, but just came in in the game and just kind of, just kind of kicked us in the ass, man. Like it was kind of like gut punch points he was scoring. I can't remember who the dude was, um, but it's always that one dude against for every team. It's like, man, we we had everything scouted out. Like, who is this dude? You know what I mean? Like I think he could have one of those crazy games for us. And I, man, can, I I'm sorry, man. I'm isn't, it a, isn't it a bad sign of where what what is going on in that game if Roddy gets? Yeah, if he's that? out there like that. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Bad. You're talking about I'm Junior, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. My bad. I'm, I'm talking about Lawson Junior. Yes. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to play. Be a bad go sign in. to me if he's having to go in. So I. Yeah, I, I mean, got something happened. But you know, Jaron's going to have a fa- is is going to have a foul trouble game. Jaron will have a foul trouble game. Like that's happening against somebody. Oh, it's and we'll probably have. You know, I'm a big Kenneth Lawton fan for sure. So, but um, like I said, man, like to your point, if he's out there, that means something happened. No, no, it's it's a bad something bad happened for I, sure. I trust that you may get I, I have the most trust in Santi to sum up the three. I think we all do, just in terms of what you could get through a stretch for him. Um, but I will say, you know, if there, there's a minute or two that that Roddy can get in there and those other guys aren't hitting threes, and he does, uh, I think there's some opportunity for him. So 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 it it you know. Roddy and Santi, I think, have shown us enough this year that I trust them, hopefully, in some, what are some limited roles, uh, not just against the Lakers, but going forward in the rest of the playoffs. And I can see Santi being a problem against his Lakers team, man. Like, I can see oh. him kind of being a, 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 a lower version of, of what Jaron does on the court. You know what I mean? Offensively, of course, and especially not defensively. He's not as strong uh, as Jaron. I can't believe we're, we're calling Jaron strong. But <laughs> Santi's not as strong as Jaron is. But um, Santi, we've seen Santi have some huge games. You know, he's we we've dished out a lot of Santi Aldama seasoning throughout the season. No, no. Season, so you know what I mean. So um, I'm not really concerned with that. 
Um, like I said, those three type three guys will be getting their first times in the playoffs. Um, I'm not really concerned about that, but that does go into the bigger issue, which will be Taylor Jenkins rotations um, against the Lakers. The Lakers team has a lot of, you know, the Lakers team isn't deep at all. They play, play a lot of guys who aren't experienced. They're kind of some hodgepodge of guys, the Rui Hachimura's of the world. What's his name? Troy Brown. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Those type of guys. Uh, you got a lot of those just, you know, odd pieces that they're kind of fitting together on this Lakers team. Um, uh, uh, what's the kid's name who who is big? Beasley, Beasley you got to be concerned about. Yeah, I mean, Beasley could be a problem. Well, what's his name? Um, you just had a little patch of blonde in his hair. Schroeder. Dennis yeah. Schroeder. Dennis, Dennis Schroeder has one of the most um, – he has very wide shoulders. Anyway. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. Uh he's well put together, man. Little Dennis. Huh? He's well yeah, put together. He, he's like slick yeah. athletic and fast. He's not he was, he was not getting, totally healthy, but he's you know, he hurt them in that in that game yeah. in that some game. Who was uh because he was a pretty high draft pick too. He was getting compared to somebody. Was he getting Rajon Rondo comps or something? Might have been he was, back some back. Kind of, he was getting some type of comps when he came out. He's been a guy who's been a while around for a lot of teams. He's a good player. I like him. He's fine. He kind of reminds you of uh, Reggie Jackson a little bit. Their games almost yeah. Uh, yeah. identical to me. Um, but yeah, I'm not worried about those dudes, man. I'm not really worried about Taylor Jenkins and his rotations either. I think he's going to try to play deep starting off, and I think he'll probably see he can't do that, and he'll just. Um, I don't think a guy like John Conchar gets many minutes at all. I could. I was going to ask: are, are they? Is he out? Is Conchar and I'm assuming Zaire too? You're gonna put yeah. them behind. You're gonna put Zaire behind yeah. Roddy, but it's kind of, where is Conchar? Is he gonna start with Conchar before Roddy? If we gotten to a point now, we throw Roddy out first because I'm not looking forward to his any Conchar minutes at all. His season rotation oh, suggests that he's gonna play Roddy. Yeah, the way he did it down the stretch. Um, I I could very well be wrong. His, his like I said, his season. Hold on, fam. Yeah, my Siri kicked on, but no, I think I think his nothing suggests in the season that Conchar is going to get those minutes. Like towards the end of the season, I think that you know you're going to see Roddy get all those minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't I can't deal with John Conchar, man. I can't I can't deal with it at all. I've seen this before, and of course he's going to play and he's going to be good. Just despite me, it won't be spite me because I'll be happy for it. But <laughs> I don't predict it. I don't see it happening. I think I think Roddy's gonna get the minutes. I think you're gonna see a little bit of Conchar, just you know, because if you're gonna start with Roddy, Roddy's probably gonna struggle too. You're gonna try to see what you can get from from Conchar a little bit, or you're just gonna play your guys a lot more minutes. You're gonna play Dylan if he's not in foul trouble. You're gonna play Dez if he's not in foul trouble. Yeah. You're just gonna give those guys more run. Plus, you know, you got Kennard, of course, uh, who can really come out there and change things. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I see. I'm, I'm not really worried about his rotations. I think that because you remember, man, Tyus Jones didn't even play a lot. You know, over the over the years, right. uh, for us, Jaws been dominating those minutes. So I don't we think can take those regular season minutes caps that they've been rolled. Take those and yeah. I mean, it's no time now. You got to yeah. throw it out the garbage. Yeah, you never. Yeah, you're never going to see your guys. Yeah, you're definitely going to roll out your guys, uh, the top guys, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm so I'm good with that. I'm not really concerned about the new guys. I think there's minutes to be sporadic. We both kind of agree. The junior Loftus is probably not going to play at all. Oh, I hate to see it. God, I, think junior, I can see it. I can see your junior getting in here and just working somebody's ass in the playoffs, bro. But I don't it's know. Maybe it's just down the road. Yeah. Yes, down the road. Down the road for sure. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you guys, of course, are listening to the Grind Season podcast here on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we've been talking about, of course, uh, the biggest thing on the court uh, that's soon to come this weekend, which is, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies hosting the Los Angeles Lakers for the first two games of the playoffs. The two versus the seven talked about how disgusting the Lakers look against uh, <laughs> against the Minnesota Timberwolves and how we both think this would be a Grizzlies win in round one. Uh, final segment of the show. We're going to talk about more off the court stuff. The story that just will never end, Jason Smith. We we didn't predict that it will, uh, but it's taking a very interesting twist. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and of course we we're talking about uh, the John Morant news. Uh, news coming out that he will be uh, countersuing uh, Joshua Holloway. Uh, Joshua Holloway's name is out there now. Um, it's being reported on all these type of things. And this news came out today. I had got a phone call today. Someone was saying that they think that Joshua was uh, signing day was today or something like that. And it was like, oh, man, that, Josh just that was a Sanford yeah. signing day. Josh, I'm yeah, not sure if I it think, was today. Yeah. But I knew it this week. I think so. Yeah, that's right. And so I don't know if it's the eve of it or anything. I don't know, but uh, something about him and his signing day. Um, I said this the last time we talked about this, man. It's nasty. It's ugly, and their names involved and. Faces involved, and you know what I mean? Um, this is one of those just grimy parts of this whole situation. I don't really have much for it. I'm ready to talk about basketball. I truly don't give a shit about this at this point. Uh, you know what I mean? I want to see the Grizzlies go out and win a game, and I want to see John Morant, you know, play like crazy. I want to see him uh, avenge some demons, avenge some ghosts. It does not look like John Morant's going to make an all-NBA team. I'm totally shocked. I think the Jaws had a hell of a season, but this off-the-court stuff, does seem to be playing a part in it. You know what I mean? I know that guys like Sha- Shea Gilgis Alexander are predicted to be uh, on the first team. That's all well and good, but, you know, he was a crazy run away from not even making the playoffs. And you're talking about, you know, first team all NBA. But um, I'm not really I'm not really here to throw shade, but I mean, I think that's a real thing that John Brand's not making an all NBA team. If you look at the returns, so far, stuff that's coming out, which is crazy too. This has to be the first year that that stuff is like. It, but I'm thinking it's the first year, but it's not. This is not the first year that those returns are out there because you know it's got Jaron in the lead too, with like 25 percent of the voters in. You've seen it. I didn't know that oh, was. I, the thing I, I hadn't seen the early returns. I've seen the individual <laughs> but I hadn't seen the early uh-huh. returns. Yeah, the early returns have Jaron in the lead for these. For the you really, you really but, offended that God's not gonna make all NBA saying. I've been telling you for weeks that that forty million was that st- was was was. I thought was, I thought for sure that people were gonna be like, "No, nah, man." 
No. It's bullshit though, Smith. Like still, with that man, it's bullshit. Like this is sec this is the second best team in the West. He's top ten in scoring. How is he not making one of the three All NBA teams? Like that's insane to me. But all right, I get it. But I I, I clearly understand why it's happening. But I still think it's bullshit. You know what I mean? But I mean, um, you could argue that he put his team in jeopardy uh, with with getting suspended for eight games. There was no yeah. guarantee the Grizzlies were going to come out of that the way they did, which yeah. is a credit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like you, sure, you could yeah. argue. I'm saying you could on one could argue that in terms yeah. that you could have cost your team. I, I get it. I just think it's trash. Yeah, I, I get. I, it. I, I just totally think it's I, trash. You he's, he's, with combine it with the off the off court stuff, the fact that he was gone from his team for eight games, it could have cost them. It didn't. But then you combine it with the performances of the with the rest of the the guards this year. The the competitions mm-hmm. increased this year. You know, and that's what that's even with, with having Luca as a small forward. So I don't know. I I just I, I'm shaking my head at everybody that seems surprised by this because I've been saying it for weeks that I'm surprised. Man. I trust the humanity. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 were gonna you were gonna trust broadcasters and writers who can have who can just based on opinion alone and not like Ja, not pick him. Mm-hmm. And so you you were gonna really trust them. It's a it's a it's a bad. The process itself is awful. That you've got John Morant's money mm-hmm. being determined by broadcasters and writers who may have inherent bias, who may feel, you know, hey, somebody gets involved in anything off the court that matters to me, so I ain't kept whatever. But right. this was always going to be the issue, and and you know, it's funny that it's not funny at all. You know, Ja using the Holloway stories, you know, reason why he's not getting there. It's not. It's yeah. not just that, man. It's also that you know some of these guards. I would tell you SGA had a hell of a year. You know, he deserves what he's going to get. Uh, the, one from, the one for me, I guess. Like tenth, you can't be 10th in the West, and I'm giving you first team All-NBA. I'm sorry. But the standards matter to me when it comes down to stuff like that. Dude, he is the reason them folks didn't tank, man. That dude, he I changed everything about their season. They're supposed to be at the yeah, in the gutter. They're in the, they got a chance to be in the playoffs because of dude. Like, he, for yeah. the one for me is Dame. But, my, but, but the argument – for Dame is that what he, he averaged more points than Ja. The the issue is games played for some of these people, and the problem is I think the fifty eight is one more than he played when uh, one more than Ja Morant played all of last year. He was Ja was fifty seven games last year, made second team All NBA. So to say that right. that Dame can't be All NBA because he played fifty eight games is it, that argument doesn't that that argument doesn't well, work. I, 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 I can say that he shouldn't be All NBA because he's at the bottom of the list. <laughs> Use you know common sense I don't, when look at where Portland is in the, in the standings yeah. and look at where Memphis is. And if it came down to those two, like I said, I would have picked John Morant, but I'm not surprised. Right. It's just if it's I, just kind of crazy to me. I know this is what we're talking about. We're supposed to be talking about the Josh Holloway thing, but we can stay but here But the Josh Holloway thing includes the All-NBA. Josh yeah. saying, yeah. Counter- mm-hmm. this is going to cost me All-NBA. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy to me because it's like I was listening to Chris Vernon, uh, Chris Vernon's podcast, like a little quick segment of it was on Twitter or something. They was like, you would think that the Grizzlies just kind of magically did all this. Like, there's a reason why we are where we are in the standings. And it's like, you you want you want to downplay uh, Jaron Jackson. You want to downplay Desmond Bain. You you're not voting John Moran as an All NBA player. So how do we get it? You know, <laughs> how do we how do we make it where we are? If we don't have you know awesome players on this team. That's why I, that's where I met with it. As far as the whole uh, Josh Holloway thing. It's disgusting, man. We know this kid. We we know exactly who Joshua Holloway is, bro. You know what I mean? You cover preps. I know the city. I know who Joshua Holloway is. It's 
it's sick, man. It's, 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 I hate to see it. I hate how this could end up. I really wish this could have got handled in a much more civil manner. I wish this could have got handled last year. I wish both sides could have walked away with whatever they were looking for, and this could have been done. But the way it's, get, it's getting now, it's, it's getting nasty, man. And I hate it. Uh, I hate talking about it. As, as you see, we transitioned this back into talking about on-the-court stuff and awards and all those type of things. Oh, and we did mention this. I forgot to uh, really put emphasis on this. J Jaron Jackson Jr. so far, with the limited amount of votes that are out there, is in the lead for the defensive win. player of the year. He's going to win it. I, I'm confident Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to win it. If uh, Evan Mobley was coming in out of nowhere with it, and if he had a won it, Evan Mobley would have been the youngest player in the history of the league to win uh, wow. defensive player of the year. But I think Jaron's going to win it. He will be one of the youngest players. Uh, Jaron, Dwight Howard was the youngest ever because if, if Jaron had a won last year, he would have been the youngest ever. Uh, Dwight Howard's the youngest ever. Uh, uh, um, Kawhi Leonard was pretty young when he won it. Jaron might be the second youngest, maybe. But um, I'm super excited. It does look like Jaron's going to win that award simply because uh, I don't think anybody's going to vote and not put Jaron in their top three. And he's probably going to lead in the first place votes too. So I think Jaron's going to win it. Frankly, he's been the, the Grizzlies MVP of the season. Yeah. That, if you really want to be honest about it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I'll throw this out to you. As we close, Jason Smith. No, I don't want to throw this out. I'll throw it out, but we ain't got to talk about it. Okay. I'll just, you just leave you something to say hmm about if Jaron Jackson Jr. wins defensive player of the year, where does his season rank all time as far as all time single accomplished Memphis Grizzlies season? I think only I mean, Mark, one player season. I'm, I'm you looking Mark, at you. Mark was an all star that year. He won defensive player of the year. I'm assuming that was yeah, one he was of his all star his defensive player of the year and, and uh, first team all NBA. First or oh, second yeah, team all NBA. That's going to be hard to yeah. top it. That's, be, that's the nastiest you know, one. That's the that's nastiest the one. one. Yeah, but Ja was Ja was uh, second team All NBA, mm -hmm. most improved All Star. Oh, that's star. right. He did get most improved last year. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jaren would, would be uh, All Star uh, Defensive Player of the Year, first team All Defense. You yep. assume, and I no think All NBA. NBA. I think no All NBA is that's not gonna. It's up there though, man. Yeah, it, it'll be he, up there for sure. Next so, year, I think if the offense yeah, continues. Yeah. To blow up, yeah, you can get that next yeah, year. Sure. Exciting times, Jason Smith. Uh, yes, sir. I don't know when we're gonna do a show again next week. Hopefully, by the time we have it, we'll be up two games to nothing. Uh, by the time that happens, I'd be super excited about that. Uh, but like I said, come check me out at uh Hooters during the game. You know, your broke ass ain't got no tickets. Quit crying about the tickets, just come watch the game on the big screens at Hooters. Beautiful women, cold beer. You write there about a thing. You can flodge. But I'm saying members of flodge in ass city. If I can set you up the flaws, like you really for to go to the game, go out to the plaza, kick it, do all the little celebration with the kids, slide your broke ass over the hooters with me for the two broke for tickets. Watch party. <laughs> From starting at 2 p.m. Sunday. We will see you guys. Go Grizz and keep grinding.